listening is trash. Wrestling is trash. And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the podcast. Where your trash boys here get together and talk everything professional wrestling. From the good and the bad. And as far as professional wrestling itself wise, there's probably a lot of good talked about today. Because this past weekend we had lots and lots and lots of wrestles. Some crazy news, some good news, some bad news. But we're here to give it to you all today. Coming to you live from California, I am... Trash Boy numero uno, Nick Anaselli, as always joined with Trash Boy numero dos, Lou. Lou, how you doing? Man, Lou from the BX here, uh, coming off of a <clears throat> tremendous weekend of the wrestles. Uh, I am doing fantastic. Everything is everything. We are blessed and highly favored on this show. Uh, look, we're double Nick Anacellis for some reason. I know I changed my name. I don't know why I'm a Nick Anacelli again. But you're getting double Nick Anacellis for this episode. It's because they got double Lou from the BX last week when my stuff froze. I guess. I don't know. I don't know why the hell. Um, I wonder if I can change that. Oh, I think I can. Look at that. Yeah, we're going to change that right now. But this is your boy, (laughs) Lou. Everything is everything. We're all good. We're coming off of a tremendous weekend of professional wrestling from different companies. We got a bunch of different news to come at you with. And uh, I say we get right up into this bitch. Yep. So, with that being said, <clears throat> sorry about my throat. I'm a little. It's yeah. I was working with a dude today who's literally coughing the whole fucking shift, bro. And we were working on a. We were working in the. Um, we were working in the paint section. We were resetting like basically the entire aisle. And this motherfucker's in there. <laughs> One of those. And I'm like, fam, why you fucking go home, bro? Like, why are you over here coughing up on fucking right on top of everybody, bro? He's like, oh, I stayed home yesterday, so I, I should fucking I have to be here today. I'm like, no, you don't, bro. Take your ass home. So, of course, after, like, the first break we had, I felt like right here, a little tickle in my, I'm like, if I get sick, bro, I swear to God, I'm going to beat your ass. And, or at least sick, wear bro. a mask when you're coughing like a lung like that or something. Yeah, bro. He was literally like, it was literally like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bro. What are you doing? This is fucking terrible, bro. If you're sick and you weren't in close proximity with a bunch of other people, it's your responsibility to stay your ass home, bro. Especially now. Come on, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But segueing back into the news that we have here, <laughs> it was reported this weekend by Sean Ross Sapp that WWE is very interested in bringing in the best bout machine. Mr. Seven Stars himself, Kenny Omega, to the WWE. The A couple weeks ago, we had an accusations from Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, about alleged contract tampering with some of his talent from people in WWE. He was saying that there were people out there reaching out to his talent that is under contract, and he did not like that. He did not name who was contacted, but now it seems to be coming out that Kenny 
may have been one of those people. And I mean, if I'm going after AEW, I'm definitely contacting Kenny Omega if his contract's coming up because his contract is up. I don't know exactly when, but it says early 2023. But Mm -hmm. what's being said is, and of course, this is all rumor and speculation, but it's being said that his contract may get extended due to his injuries. So he might have some months tacked on to his, to the end of his contract because he wasn't able to appear because he was injured or whatever. So Nicholas, I ask you, would Kenny Omega be a good fit in WWE? I obviously want to say yes, because I like seeing new things, you know? Um, so I want to say yes, but I think you just got to – I don't know. I I want to see it because I think it's something different. Like I'm – with all these different wrestling companies, I want to see different. You know what I mean? Like you just do. But I don't know. It just depends in the ulti- – how Triple H looks at him, honestly. You know what I mean? Like because look how Cody came in and he came in the hottest thing. Um, I definitely don't think he'd be treated bad. I think he'd get the AJ treatment. Like, exactly. Like AJ came in 2016, was hot, won the title that year. Not saying Kenny might win it or wouldn't, but come in like that, like get a good spotlight feud from the get-go. And I don't know. I don't think he'd be like bad. Like, I don't think they would do him dirty. I don't think. I don't think, but. Right. <laughs> As much as as much as that quote unquote on fire right now, we've seen them do some really dumb things. I know, um, yeah. But I don't know, man. I want to say yeah, but I I'd be if I just said yeah and hyped them up, I'd be I'd be lying. The, the, you know, I wouldn't be telling my true truth, and I think that's what I got to do here. So I don't know. I'm in. Intri- I'm more intrigued. Like it's weird. Right. I was talking to my buddy about this. I see them doing instantly. My gut would say Jay White would be a better fit. Right. Between the two. Um, I don't know, man, but I'm intrigued to see it, especially when it could happen, if it could happen. And it's just, it's weird to think, and not in like a bad way, just like, we hear all these signings, like oh, some people have, well, only one's really going to the WWE, but a bunch of, it'd just be weird that the first two to come over are both EVPs. And I'm not saying there's trouble in the home front, I'm not going down that hole, it's just, it's weird, like you would think you'd have someone on the lower card or mid card contract who happens to be done with AEW. You know what I mean? Um so I don't I've know. Saying, How do you I've take been it? saying Brian Cage for months. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and then after I speculate I could see like a Ricky Stark. I could see them interested in him. But uh I don't know. How how do you take it? Well here's my thing. Am I bugging or did I hear some type of report or some kind of thing leak out where Triple H said because they were, to, I, I don't know if I was reading something or listening to something, and they were, it was something to the effect of Triple H is bringing back all this talent, and he's not necessarily bringing them back to be headliners. He's bringing them back to fill out the mid card. That's mm-hmm. what I heard. I wish I could have saved whatever that was I was listening to, but it was like I was like in, I don't know even know if I might have been listening to that shit while I was like going to bed, um, but I thought I heard him. I heard something to the effect of that, where he was like Karrion Cross and and Candice and Johnny. He's bringing all these people in, but it's not necessarily to headline anything. It's to 
bolster the roster and have a nice mid-card, higher mid-card. Kenny Omega is not a fucking mid-card talent. So if you're going to be No, I don't think Kenny he'd be in, treated like that instantly. Yeah, if you're going to be bringing Kenny in to work your high mid-card and be out there wrestling for the U.S. title on Monday Night Raw, fuck you. There's no fucking way, bro. You, Kenny Omega is not that dude. Um, and this is where I, you know, I wonder about that shit because is Kenny going to say, Hey, I, I need it. If I'm going to do this, I need a guaranteed title run. Uh, I, cause apparently Cody has that in his contract. He has a guaranteed title run mm-hmm. in his contract or whatever. I, again, I don't know, but that's what I'm hearing. So is Kenny going to ask for that? Is he going to say, you guys got to give me a title run? And then how do they book that? Because I'm already having trouble seeing how they're booking Cody to kind of take this thing. Because now I'm hearing Cody might not even win at WrestleMania. <laughs> now he might just keep yeah. roaming for a thousand fucking days. So it's like, okay, well, where do you fit a Kenny Omega or, a, you know, a, a Jay White even as far as, you know, guys like that are going to want to be the top guy. You know what I mean? They're not going to want to come in. And, and again, I don't know what they want. Maybe they're okay with being mid-card and maybe it's a money grab. I don't think Kenny Omega or Jay White are hurting for money. You know what I mean? No. It's not like they're lower-card people. They've been top people in their companies for years. So I don't think they're hurting money-wise. So especially like somebody like Jay White who I don't know exactly what New Japan gives them, but I know from like looking at some of these former NBA players who go to play in like China and Japan and stuff like that, bro, they get, they get, they don't money. do bad. And then on top of getting money, they get like cars, houses, they get to go out in public and they're actually like respected as people. It's not like here where yeah. paparazzi's chasing you. Oh my God. And they're like trying to get a Instagram selfie picture and shit. Like, you know what I mean? They actually like, Oh, that, that there goes Dwight Howard. Oh shit. Like, we love you, Dwight, but respectfully and shit. You know, that shit's got to be dope. Like, if I was a former yeah. if I was an NBA player and I was, like, some mid-ass NBA player, bro, and my career was over after, like, eight years, I'd, I'd be like, I'm going to Japan for, like, six years, bro. Starberry did that oh, yeah. shit. Stephon yeah, Starberry was, I remember like, the that. king. He was, like, the king fucking over there when he went overseas. Um, uh, he was Dwight Howard's in uh, Taiwan, I believe, playing I think he's right there now. now, I think, right? Is Dwight Howard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Howard's there. He's over there now. Um, but I know yeah. Stephon Marbury went and he was literally Michael Jordan of like China. That's how fucking, you know, you know what I mean? So again, bringing it back in, uh, I don't know if these guys are really hurting for money. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm not saying it cause like I'm, I don't want to see it cause I wouldn't mind seeing Kenny like pop up in the Royal Rumble. That shit would be, fucking crazy to hear Kenny Omega's music at yeah. the Royal Rumble and he comes out and the crowd pop and he goes in there and starts V-triggering everybody and he gets in there with Chad Gable and Dolph Ziggler and fucking you know Seth and all these people and Riddle that, that those matches would be tremendous um but I just I don't know man I don't see I don't see the purpose if unless he's going to guarantee get a title run I don't see the purpose of him going over there bro I really don't I could see him in a way wanting to go to work with not necessarily younger talent as like, oh, I'm here to put people over, but like a PC role. Okay. Because there's someone I read a report about. I think Abushi might have been one of them. It's either him or this Kenny report 
that whoever it is wants to like be able to help teach at the PC though. Right. I don't know which one it was to be honest. Did you see that at all? Um, I saw that they, again, I saw that they were after some coveted free agent that everybody thought it was Jay White at first and they were like, nah, it's not Jay White. So now they were thinking it's Kenny. Um, and I know Abushi's, um, his contract's either up or it's about to be up. And, uh, you know, he's up there in age. So that might be something he wants yeah, to do. So. I, and you know what it is? These reports obviously get blown out of proportion, right? Because it's Kenny Omega. Obviously, WWE's going to be interested. That's like, and that, it could be an obvious. Kenny Omega would be like, no, like I'm staying here. That's like where the fans and the IWC are making this bigger deal. That's like saying like if Seth Rollins is contract's ending, Tony Khan's not going to shoot his shot. Knowing right. damn well he probably might not, but you're going to shoot your shot. Just like if, if you watch the Edge 24 documentary when he did the spear at SummerSlam 19, the yeah. reason he came back, AEW reached out to him first. You know what I mean? Like, of course you're going to reach out to these talents. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? That's like, that's the thing that I guess in yeah. this, like, it's a bigger deal. People, AEW fans like, oh my God, they're doing this. And oh my God. Like, bro, they're businessmen at the end of the day. I would do the same thing. You know what I mean? If I if I could sit here and have a conversation with LeBron James on why he should go to the Celtics, I'm gonna have that conversation. It's not gonna probably happen. You know or the what Knicks. I mean? But yeah, but you're gonna have that conversation. You know? So I don't know. I guess we'll see where it goes. Um, but right, I'm intrigued. Now let me ask you, and this is just fantasy Booker here, right? With the run they've been doing with Cody. And all that. Would you rather have Cody take the straps off Roman or say SummerSlam, Kenny's in the company and Kenny can be the guy? Here's the thing. Regardless of build, like you can fantasy book how right. you want. It's just if you – if Triple H called you, Lou from the BX, said, hey, dog, I'm letting you make the decision. Cody at Mania or damn. Kenny at uh, SummerSlam. I don't know. Like you have the power. God damn. So essentially, Kenny ends in a thousand day reign, or Cody ends the reign and the family history and all the bullshit. You know what I'm and curious about? I'm, I'm curious to see the reaction for Kenny in a WWE. Because are do people even really like? I know that there's people who um, watch both. Obviously, like we watch, we try to watch as much as we can of everything. But bro, there's a lot of fucking people. Who just watch WWE and don't even fucking regard AEW as like, oh, that's, that's some other. Yeah. Cause even when you talk to like <clears throat> the general public and you're like, oh yeah, I, I, I you, they see you watching something wrestling and I'm like, oh, what? they go, oh, what are you watching WWF? Like they don't even like, you know what I'm saying? They, they just call it WWF. Some people don't even know it's E. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even know it's E. They don't even know that it's just, it, there's other wrestling. You're just like, oh, you're watching WWE cause the shit's been around for. God, you know, our lifetime. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, yeah. I'm and, just, I would be curious to see the reaction to a Kenny if he were to debut. I know there yeah, would be. Yeah, because I agree because you have to debut him or Jay White at either at the end at, at like a pay-per-view or mm-hmm. at like a special Raw, like the Raw after Mania. Because as we said, we had that. It's so true though, like you said. we had, And we don't talk ratings here. But AEW yeah. floats around a million and Raw and SmackDown, <clears throat> SmackDown's over two and Raw's yeah. in like the 1.6, right? Right. So you got to think, say 1.6, 1.7, whatever they're at, right? You got to think that's 
six, seven hundred thousand more people. You know what I mean? So you gotta debut him at the if you debut him at a random raw in Indiana, like I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he didn't he might not get the reaction off his music, but when he comes out and people realize, oh shit, that's Kenny Omega. Like I think he's known in the wrestling world. Like you pull up a photo, right. someone's like, Oh, that's Kenny Omega. But I bet you half of those people don't know his music. Yeah. Like it was kind of like AJ. Cody. If you go back and rewatch that AJ debut at the Rumble, yeah. right now, granted he had new music, but it even was when it went half, from bro. phenomenal, that yeah, was it was I am phenomenal. I think it said like phenomenal got a huge pop because the yeah. diehards knew, but then once he came out, he got a bigger pop because people were like, oh, that's AJ Styles. He yeah. looked like I think yeah. that's like what you'd have to watch out for here. I think honestly, you would be better served with a, and even with a Jay White, a Jay White or a Kenny, you would be better served doing like a, a, a couple weeks of like vignettes. Oh like wow! Where, so not like a pop. Kenny is Kenny is coming, or or you know, do you have a silhouette of Kenny doing this shit, like a shadow of him doing this with some like video and his music kind of, and it says. The cleaner is coming or something is coming. They yeah. build that shit up over a couple of weeks and then debut him. Cause yeah. I think a shock debut, you're going to get some people. And trust me, there's going to be some people in the crowd who completely freak the fuck out because they know exactly who it is. But most of the crowd is going to be like, Oh, that's that guy from. Okay. Cause you know, yeah. it's, that's just the WWE crowd. It, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can like whatever you like, but I would think that's just the. He would get some type of yeah. response like that. But I overall think he's staying in AEW, honestly, which I'm fine with. I want that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> They're talking about the Bucks, too, might be leaving, bro. I, it's if you have Kenny and the Bucks leave AEW, like, do you even call it AEW anymore? Like, what, yeah. do, you, what do you call it? You're still going to call it All Elite Wrestling? It's. I, that would be really terrible, bro. I really hope that doesn't happen because I like the fact that there's two. Yeah, I like that too. You know I, I like mean? that. Like, I can <clears> see a Cody, but like a Kenny in the box, even MJF, man. Like, you can keep your ass over there. I'm cool. Not why well, I'd be, well, I'd pop if they show up somewhere else. Absolutely. But I am totally content with them staying there. You know, they helped build this company. Like, yo, hold it the fuck down, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to definitely be interesting, man. When I just when think you're always. Months. I heard, sorry, I heard this on a podcast the other day, and it makes sense, right? And AEW, I truly believe, is going to get there. And what I mean by this is, right, you ask these wrestlers, right, growing up, like, they've all said they wanted to, every wrestler, everybody wants the main event mania and go to WWE, right? Everybody. No one's saying they want to go, not yet. There are kids in those AEW audience that are probably sitting there saying, I want to interrupt you, but unless you're Eddie Kingston. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, unless yeah, unless, unless you're right. Eddie Kingston, he's like, I never, I never liked that W E F, whatever. I'm like, come on, Eddie, bro, don't do that. <laughs> ninety eight, we'll go with ninety eight percent, right? And but this is where I'm crediting A Dub. There are kids in that crowd that are saying like, I want to be all elite one day, and I think that's awesome. I truly, like I said, I've gone to a couple of AW shows. I've seen kids that are so passionate about that product, which I think is awesome. Yeah. It's like seeing an eight year old be like that. You know what I mean? But like, you gotta think, like, they're, any talent, not just these big ones we're talking about, is sitting there thinking, like, like, it's WWE. Like, you know what I mean? I think that's. Yeah, even the guys, even the guys who leave, even the, some of the guys who leave. 
They yeah. leave and then they go right back. Cause they, and they, they leave, they talk shit about WWE. Oh, that was a prison. That was an insane asylum. How dare you talk about the OC like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as, as soon as they fucking contract is up, they go running back because it's, yep. it is what it is, bro. That, that shit's been around for fucking, you know, half a century, bro. What you gonna do? And what that's you gonna where do, I brother? hope. Yeah. And that's where I honestly truly hope AEW does get one day. It'd be so cool in like 30 years, like when we're fucking old as shit. That there's two still dominant wrestling guys. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Really cool. You know what I mean? Uh, but, but yeah, speaking so of, speaking of WWE is of course supposedly up for sale. And Vince McMahon came back and he got himself back on the board of directors because he wants to lead the charge of selling the company. And it looks like the company was valued at $6.5 billion with a B. $6.5 billion is the net worth of the company through inflation and all that other shit. They are asking for 33% more than their market value, which means in layman's terms that Vince McMahon and WWE are asking $9 billion from potential buyers for WWE. Now They ain't getting that. Nick... <laughs> Do you see any takers for that shit? Anybody? No. And maybe he's highballing because you know he's going to get lowball. But here's the difference, right? And I'm not a math magician. There's a difference, and it's little – and I'll bring it back to like football or basketball. There's difference between saying, hey, dog, we'll give you $1 million contract versus a $2 million contract. There's right. nothing crazy there. Uh, $6.5 billion to even seven point six. That's a lot of fucking money. You know what I mean? And I don't do math in public, but Vince owns what? What was it, 76% shares? It's something ridiculous like that. So does that mean if they sold for $9 billion, he would make like He's getting whatever billions. that is? He's getting like, billions. Yeah, and I just, I just don't see it happening in the only and So I know, just looked it up while you were saying that. Um, so NBC, when they bought, they bought, uh, WWE network for Peacock, they bought yeah. it for $1 billion, 1 billion. These motherfuckers are asking for nine now. That's, yeah, I, I, it's, come and on, you man. know what? I'll say this, whether it's the Saudi money or NBC, like one or whoever comes up with this money, I will give the McMahons a pat on the back for pulling that off. Oh yeah. But nah, dog, I don't. I don't see it happening. That, that's that's crazy, a bro. that's, that's a, a lot number, of money, like a that's lot. A but are you surprised number. that Vincent McMahon is asking for that much money? And what the fuck is seventy six year old ass Vince McMahon gonna do with fucking three billion dollars, bro? What are you gonna do with that, bro? And it's you're fucking ya tu ta like, viejo ya, bro. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do with all that money, dude? The they'd be separate because think about it. Triple H and Stephanie still own shares. They'd yeah, probably make at least. Yeah, like if you if you had to guess right now, no bullshit. So you got Triple H and Stephanie, their kids. How many like generations, no bullshit of McMahon's do you think could realistically be set? Like say Triple H's kids. Do you think his kids' I mean, grandkids could be set? You know, this is gonna sound stupid, but like a million dollars is not like what it used to be, whatever. I know no, for you I'm, and me, no, you and me not. would kill for a million dollars, but if anybody yeah. wants to sponsor this show, please. Um but like I saw, I think I saw a breakdown before this came out. I think I saw a breakdown of um how who, who gets what 
like with it was a specific number i don't think it was this it might have been based on the um 6.5 billion but i think no, it was I mean, like vince gets like 60 something percent and then nick Khan gets like 30 or not third because that that one's actually yeah i think it was close to that it was like vince gets like 40 something percent and then nick Khan gets like 26 or something and then Stephanie get Stephanie got double digits and and Triple H got like a single digit percentage, which turned out to be like two point something billion. I think Stephanie got uh, not billion million. Stephanie would get like thirty two million. Nick Khan would get like some. It was something like that. I'm just making up numbers, but yeah. just, I wanted you to see the ratio. Like Trips is getting peanuts in comparison to what everyone else is getting, but with this, this is this is fucking. Come on, man. Um, if they sell for nine billion, that's that's your you have generations of your kids, kids, kids are straight. Like they they won't have to worry about a fucking thing, dude. Unless you're like a asshole like Bill Gates or something, where you like I'm not giving my kid shit. She's getting a million dollars, and I'm giving the way. Can you imagine that shit? Like I don't understand these motherfuckers. Bill Gates Bad. and who else said that? Uh, there's another rich person who says some shit like that. Oh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's like, oh, all my money, I'm I'm not giving it to my kid. I'm giving it away. Fuck him. He's gonna have to make his own way. I'm like, damn, bro. Like you, come on, man. I understand making like letting your kid do it his own way, but give him some. You know what I'm saying? Let him have some dough so he could like get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least help him out. <laughs> give him something. But I don't know, man. I guess we'll That's see money, with time. Bro. But I don't know. I can't see that. That's a lot. Yeah, man. So. This next story, I didn't delve into it too much because the, I, I want to talk about this, but in a different way. Um, Tony Khan and <clears throat> Ariel Hawani apparently got into some kind of beef this past weekend. Um, you know, our Ariel Hawani showed up doing like a video package for Sami Zayn and the Bloodline story because I guess he's from Canada. I, I, I know who he is, but I don't like actively follow this guy or any of his content and shit. I just... Literally just pay attention to like breaking news and, and quotes and stuff like that that he gets from guests on his podcast. Um, so I don't know the intricacies of him because I guess he's got beef with UFC and he's got beef with these other people. Yeah. And I don't know about any of that shit. Um, but he, Tony, okay. So he was on WWE in some video package pertaining to Canada and Sammy and all the shit that was going on. And I guess when it aired, when Tony saw it, he decided, let me start tweeting. And Tony Twitter fingers. Tony Twitter fingers went out there and he called Ariel Hawani a fraud and some things of that nature. Um, he called him a fake reporter. You're about as good as a reporter as Tony Schiavone, which why, why the fuck you throw Tony Schiavone under yeah, the bus? Why, like you, that? why are you getting Tony Schiavone in this, bro? Tony's your employee. <laughs> like, why are you doing that, bro? Uh, and then Ariel Hawani responded. <clears throat> saying, uh, respect you guys. I respect, uh, Tony Schiavone. Don't pay attention to the snowman <laughs> calling Tony Khan, referencing Tony Khan as the snowman, which I find hilarious. But they had, they went back and forth and shit a couple times. And I, I like, I didn't really pay attention to that shit because again, I don't really know that dude. And I don't know why Tony, bro, Tony's a millionaire, almost billionaire. Your father's a billionaire. You own a football team. You own a wrestling, you own two wrestling companies. Why are you engaging with people on Twitter, bro? Why are you doing this? To me, this whole thing's just childish, to be honest. Ariel Hawani, he's just that. That's his kind of character. But people were saying after the brawl out, like 
maybe a month or two after he did an interview with Tony and it was like a bad interview. He went on record saying like Tony wouldn't answer anything, blah, blah, blah. But like, like one, Tony, like he don't work for you. So like he can interview whoever he wants and whatever he wants. You know what I mean? You're not paying him. But then it's also like, yeah, reality, man, you ain't got to be taking shots at him either. Talk like, like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, if my man dabbles in the, the snowman product, he dabbles in the snowman product. You know what I mean? Allegedly. But, yeah, but uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, the whole thing seemed shot. My favorite thing just with the whole thing was Michael Cole's comments at the chamber. Right. Saying yeah. the, the yeah. unbiased right. Ariel Hawani. Like, I just thought, I thought that aspect was yeah. funny. That um, itself was hilarious. Yeah, overall. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, both. They both have a lot of eyes on them. They're both professionals. Like, hey, leave leave your beef to each other. You know what I mean? DM yeah. each other. That's just how I feel about that. Yeah, it's just you know you you're 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 the head of these companies. Like, stop fucking attacking people on Twitter, bro. You give your Twitter to a social media guy and let him do all the tweeting for you, or create a burner or something so you could fucking yeah talk shit. But like, stop doing this, bro. Like, you're looking like a jackass. And again, I don't know, again, Ariel Hawani, I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm not championing him or his content or whatever. I don't know. Oh, shit. I don't know about all these beefs and, <laughs> and things that he had, UFC and Dana White and whatever. Um, I guess Tony was saying that because um, Ariel was very critical of the Saudi stuff. He was very outspoken mm-hmm. about the Saudi stuff. But yet he goes yep. and works for the company anyway and works for them and does this video thing or whatever. So Tony took exception to that. But it's like, bro, Ariel don't work for you, bro. Like, you don't regulate what he does or what he, you know what I'm saying? And then on the other hand, people are saying, oh, the Tony Khan, when they did an interview and he didn't answer anything. Bro, the guy was asking him all these questions about CM Punk right after Brawl yeah, Out. He, don't, he, he couldn't he doesn't talk have to about answer it. whatever he wants. It's not yeah. even that he didn't want to. It's like, it's litigation. He couldn't talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He couldn't talk yeah. about it yeah. by fucking law. Like, well, not by law, but, you know, the shit was in litigation. There was lawyers involved. He couldn't say anything because the shit was, you know, there was court shit. Yeah. So, of course, like he couldn't I said, talk dude, about it. It's this just... guy kept asking, and he just kept telling, I, okay, I already told you I can't, like, talk about it and it, it it did made him look bad but at the same time it's like bro he couldn't talk about that shit it's like it's all lawyered up yeah. so the end of, look at the end of the end of the day man just childish on both of their parts if i'm being honest in my opinion i think just both being childish you know what i mean we're both tweet like even tony's tweets made me laugh ariel's mm-hmm. made me laugh my cool like oh there was some comedy to it but at the end of the day it's like childish <clears throat> like the fact like they both back and forth were responding it's not like he just said something. Ariel responded. I was there. like, they both right. kept like replying to each other, and it's like, all right, yeah. man, like, like two little kids, you know? bro. I don't even do yeah, that shit anymore, yeah. bro. Like, you know how many times I've said this before? I don't know how many times I've said this shit already. You should look at my drafts on Twitter. I've written so many responses to people, and I've actually done this thing where I actually respond. I hit send, and then I delete it because I'm like, what the fuck? What am I doing? What? This is yeah. not going to go anywhere. Me responding to this person, he's just going to say something smart ass to me, and then I'm going to say something smart ass to him. It's not going to go anywhere. So why bother? So I delete it. It's like, yep. Tony, yeah. you should take a little advice from your boy. Just maybe not, you know, maybe delete some shit before you fucking send it. 
might help you out. Yeah. Like I think it's cool that Tony does go public with some things like tweets, does all yeah. he does a lot of interviews and stuff. Like he doesn't have to do that. See, I get it, he's trying to get the brand out there, so I respect right. it. But like I said, man, some things you just gotta keep to yourself. Yeah, it's it's a bit much, bro. You you, you know, it, it's it's not necessary. But moving on from that, we had already spoken about Jay White. Uh it seems like after the events of this past weekend at the uh, Battle of the Valley pay-per-view. Jay White is uh, officially done with New Japan. He lost his match against Eddie Kingston, and there are rumors about about where he might go. Uh, the stipulation for his match was that if he loses, he cannot go back to New Japan. So he lost. And then uh, David Finley came out and beat his ass after the match, which we're going to talk about this later. But where is Jay White going? I can only think of two places, obviously. The big two. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he's not going to, um, as much as I enjoy Impact Wrestling, he is not going to go sign to Impact Wrestling. I think AEW. I would think he would be better served going there. Just as far as yeah. he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to have a big stage. And he'll have a better shot at a championship in AEW. And honestly, I feel like they need AJ White over there right now. A they definite do. big time heel character like that to offset, you know, MJF. Because I, I enjoy MJF, but there's way too much MJF on my TV right now lately. It's like it's 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 too much. He's very annoying. He's yeah, supposed to be annoying, but it's, it's too much. And you got to take advantage of situations like this because eventually contracts end, as we were just saying. Like, Kenny could potentially leave. NJF's going to be definitely open to negotiations. Like, you need the talent. The only way I can see him honestly not signing there is I know he did, like, a couple on-off TV things. So, unless maybe that rubbed him the wrong way, like, maybe just we don't know this, but maybe he just didn't like the way things were done. That's the only reason I could see him not signing there. Like I said, once again, he's going to go to one of them. He's going to one of them. Excited to see where he ends up. But I, I could see him going more towards AEW. I mean, Only way he's going Jay to White. WWE is if he wants that bag. Right. My thing with Jay White. That's is the like, only way. He, like, if he signs there, it's money. It's like Jay White versus Kenny. Jay White versus Adam Cole. Jay White versus Eddie Kingston again. Jay White versus mm-hmm. Ricky Starks. Jay White versus Swerve. Jay White versus Moxley. Jay White versus Danielson. Brian Danielson. Yeah, come on, man. Those those fucking ma- all those matches. You, you could do years He's of Lee, like there's a lot of options. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people. You go to WWE and you got your usual suspects. You got Seth, Cody, you know what I mean? Roman. It's Jay White. Yeah. The thing too with uh the WWE factor is the and I hate to say this, but size difference between certain mm-hmm. wrestlers. It it, it kinda it, it is a thing. Like when you look, when you're a general public wrestle, uh, fan and you're watching Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns is fucking this big giant dude or Brock Lesnar. And then you have characters yeah. who are regular size going up against him. You kind of, it kind of, suspension of disbelief is one thing, but come on, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I think, like you said, you're, I think the, other size guys are going to have better treatment under Triple H, but I still don't think they're going to be the face, like you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be the right guy. Um, but excited to see when and where. I kind of, 
when it comes to big stars, I hate when the reports come out and some you can't avoid it on Twitter. Like you really can't because someone or something is tweeting it out, which sucks. Like you just open Twitter and it's there. Like even yeah. if you block mute the name Jay White, it somehow still comes up. You'll and see it. it's like I kind of don't want that with this. I want it. You know what I mean? Wherever yeah, I he see goes, where he pops up. Yeah. And yeah, and I don't want like uh on uh, like I don't want it the worst kept secret either. Like I don't want Tony Khan has an announcement on something, which he does actually on Wednesday. I don't. He think does he have an announcement coming this Wednesday. What that may be, yeah. who knows? Because I've given up on him and his announcements, bro. He does. This. Yeah, because sometimes they're dope as shit, and other times they think yeah, they're just he's, whatever. Sometimes he's a, he's a fool <laughs> with that shit. But like I don't want it like that. I don't want this on either. Like I kind of just want to be shocked. You know, yeah, um, excited to see. I just want to see him pop up somewhere. Like yeah. I don't want to hear, oh, he's gonna be here Monday because you know we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that until he shows up, bro. Yeah, there's rumors that Jay White's backstage at Raw tonight. There's rumors he's at SmackDown. There's rumors he's backstage at AEW, and he could because he just might be visiting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we're gonna be seeing that until he pops up. So whatever. Um, we'll hear he's up. back. We'll hear he's backstage at Raw as he debuts on Dynamite two days later. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like you know what I mean? That's just wrestling. Shit. That's how it is, bro. Yeah, it is. Um. So kind of rounding out the news, we got some quick little joints here. Uh, Batista is reportedly getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. So it's not official yet, but uh, Batista was supposed to be inducted in 2021. He declined due to the pandemic. He didn't want to be in front of no crowd getting inducted, which I can understand that. Yep. And um, his, also his schedule, I think, was very busy, and he wanted to clear schedule up a little bit so he could actually attend it and do all the stuff that they do that weekend. So congrats to Batista as well deserved. Um, what's your favorite if you even have one? Um, because I know you Batista's more in the in your wheelhouse there. Um what is your favorite Batista moment if you even have one? Moment? Um well Rob and I were at WrestleMania thirty five where he had his retirement match. So okay. like to say I witnessed his last match, I could say, but um That's dope. That's dope. Some of his matches, like I like the match he had with Taker at WrestleMania. I think it was like twenty three for the title. Like that was a really, really good one. Um a few other ones, honestly. Uh just I liked his entrance is just like we were saying. It's just one yeah. of my favorites of all time. But I don't know, man. I never really sat here and thought like my favorite Batiste moment. But if right. I had to say I guess I would definitely say like WrestleMania 35 because it was one of those very obvious, hey, this is this dude's last match. So like as I was watching his entrance, I'm like, yo, like this is the last time he's going to do this going to the ring. Right. Um, and like if you they, remember, do, do you remember in that mania when he got into the ring and he tripped? Yeah. And yeah. Like, so like that was funny. And Dan, Dan was with us as well for that one. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'd honestly, I'd say that just knowing like, hey, Cool, I saw this dude's last match. Like it was a pretty dope moment to see. Yeah. Even though if you go back and watch that match, it went on entirely way too long. But uh yeah. Well yeah. Um and I'll say this about Dave. He's definitely and I mean this with all due respect, no disrespect intended whatsoever. Dave is uh the epitome of a uh a, a WWE superstar sports entertainer. Like yeah. not I don't remember him for his I hate the star, star thing, man. but five star matches I don't remember him doing the drop toe holds and the spinning nerve holds or, the, you know, whatever. You don't remember that. Uh, you don't remember him for technical prowess, but he is a personality. He is a 
his character, he looks like a fucking million dollars. Um, some of the outfits he would wear. Yeah, he outfits. Um, him and evolution. His moveset is dope. I love his spear. Um, he's got the tats. He's got everything. He looked good with the big. He looked good with the big gold belt. Like, yeah, he just was a a big personality. He was like the perfect sports entertainer. So. My thing like with Batista, my memories with him are like are like stupid because I remember like the shit he did with Eddie, where he uh, was eating Eddie's mm. food and shit, and, uh, <laughs> eating Eddie's tacos, and he left them with the flautas. Or when he had Eddie, um, he had the the guy do the pro- the proctologist fucking check yep. Eddie's fucking prostate, like stupid shit like that. Or when the kid ran into the, I was, was just gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, he was yeah. back there flexing, and the kid runs up. Oh, he just runs off. Um, all those years, I thought that was scripted. That shit actually was a legit fucking thing that happened, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, he's congrats to Dave, man. It's it's awesome. I enjoy his movies. I enjoy him in the ring. Uh, and that last match, I really need to rewatch that actually because I honestly, I don't even think I watched that match. Uh, I don't think I it was good. It had some moments. It just went on entirely too long. The only like, thing was... I remember from that is the meme of his face, like when Triple H was doing the earring thing. I guess uh, he yeah, stuck the nose uh, ring shit. Oh, the nose ring, right? He was trying Wild, to pry off yeah. the nose ring. There was like yeah. a meme of his face or something. I just remember seeing that. Uh, <laughs> they had, they both had dope entrances because Batista was obviously Hollywood, so he came out with like the Cadillac Escalades. And oh, right. He had the cool pyro, and Triple H, I think, had a Mad Max theme. If I remember correctly, oh, okay. um, Shawn Michaels on. I guess you know what it is. I've watched the match and it's good, but that's when WrestleMania used to be like nine and a half hours, and that's like a thirty-minute match at like <sighs> hour six. And you know what I mean? Yeah, man. So I think much. you're just more tired by then. Um, like I wasn't the biggest fan of the two-night WrestleMania because I'm even thinking about it for like, because I guess I can say it on here. We're kind of, we're kind of, sort of, not really. But we're kind of sort of planning some type of maybe family mm-hmm. wrestling strange reunion for uh WrestleMania 40, which is in Philly. Um uh, it's it's been mentioned. I'm not saying it's in the works or anything, but I know I could probably pull it off. So we'll see what happens. But I'm even thinking about it like fuck man, I, I gotta get tickets for two nights of that shit. And then like how the fuck, how much is that gonna cost? And then fucking how long is each night? Like it's it's good that they split it because they split the timing of it. Because those yeah. seven hour like WrestleManias were fucking ridiculous, bro. Like that shit was just, yeah. it was crazy. I think because I've talked about this with like friends and just people. Like it'd be cool, like say we all met up in the area and say like we only went to night two because night two is always going to be like the world yeah. title night. So it's like night one, you're still in the area, but find a bar. That's maybe having it and go and out watch to eat. it. That would be dope. Yeah, and watch it like with a group of people. You know what I mean? Cause, that would be uh, dope. I've never seen wrestling. Like you see clips of WrestleMania and the Rumble on at bars, and I've never seen it. And I think it'd be cool to go to one. I've just never seen it. Yeah, I would be um, down for that. That would be fucking dope. Yeah, and you save a lot more money, obviously. Right. Because tickets are. Yeah, because you then, know Sunday uh, is going to be like the night. Like Saturday's cool, but you know it's all about Sunday, bro, for WrestleMania. Yeah. It is. And if you just, if you look at this past WrestleMania, like Saturday, I think had the better matches because you had like Seth and Cody, Bianca and, um, Becky had a really good match. Then you had right. the Steve Austin KO thing. But Sunday, you had like the, 
the Pat McAfee match. Not just because I like him, but Stone Cold came out anyway. Yeah, but even then, that's the storyline like Vince was part of. You had the Roman title. You had like even like the bigger names like Edge and AJ Styles had their match. Um, something else happened on night two, and I just can't remember. A lot of night one was better in my opinion, but night two was more of the the night. Yeah. So. Oh, night two had the jackass shit. Oh man, yeah. Fucking best match ever. Um, Yeah, I love. But yeah, I'm surprised they haven't announced more Hall of Famers yet. Ref, they tweet take thirty nine days till Mania or something. Usually, yeah, they're kind of close. Now, you know, they're kind of a little close. They have time to build up their card, but because honestly, it doesn't really matter. It's WrestleMania, but you're gonna fucking watch regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So you know, congrats to Dave. We'll see who else ends up getting in the Hall of Fame this year. Um, and again, Umaga's this isn't official. It ain't official, but you know, it's this is what's being reported. And uh, finally, to kind of wrap things up, Gracie Pugh, the daughter of Jamin Pugh slash Jay Briscoe, was finally released from the hospital. She seems to be in better spirits. She's doing much better. So we just kind of like, from us, we just kind of want to send thoughts and prayers and all Godspeed to her and her recovery. We wish her the best. And uh, thank God that she's okay. Um, yes. Seeing the photo, seeing the condition they're in, obviously, isn't pleasant because they're such young you know, kids and everything, but just glad they're here and everything like that. And, you know, dad's definitely watching over them. Yeah, man, 100%. Shout out to Mark Briscoe out there doing his thing on AEW TV. That is a hilarious dude, bro. I, that's a strong that's a strong dude, man. Like, I mean, like, his fortitude, because he's out there performing and being a complete character. Meanwhile, you know, a lot of tragedy befell his family, but man, what a strong dude, bro. He's really, real. uh, for real, really showing you what being a man is all about. Um, well, yeah, shout outs to that, man. But we're going to continue right along and we're going to cover for today these two pay per views that happened this past weekend. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous wrestling happened this weekend. And I guess we'll start it off going over our, uh, our picks and, and, and thoughts about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that happened this past weekend. The Saturday pay-per-view, which is wonderful. Um, so we, um, we kind of, I think we were pretty good in our picks. Um, we both picked Bobby, which Bobby ended up winning by nefarious ways. Dumb. Not really dumb, his fault. Dumb. But I don't even want to give that match even credit. Dumb. Yeah, it wasn't like just random thoughts about the show. Like that match in particular, I didn't like DQ finishes. I I am not a fan of. I've stated that many times no. on the show. I hate fucking DQ finishes because it's cheap. To do it on a pay per view is like, come on, man. Like you, that shit is you hyping up a match for a pay per view. And granted, they put the match together in like two, like it was like three weeks maybe of build. With the match, you know, um, but you, you want to see that you want to see Bobby and Brock, you want to see them fucking go at it. Those are like two titans, it's like watching fucking Concom versus Godzilla. So, yep, to have it end like that in a DQ, with Brock Lesnar giving a low blow to Bobby Lashley, like, come on, man, they tried to save it at the end with Brock going crazy and you know, taking him outside the ring and going nuts and destroying a bunch of shit, which makes Brock look strong, but. Come on, man. There has to be a better way to book that. Like, I don't know how you do it. I don't envy you trying to book that match. 
because you you want to keep both guys safe, which I guess that would be the best way to do it. I guess that's, you know, they did it. So I guess that's what they thought was the best. But, man, that shit came off whack as fuck. Like, I didn't like that at all. Because going into it, everything was pretty decent until the end. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was just a legit kick in the nuts, Stoss. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, and again, I get it. He was about to pass out. It looked like he was about to pass out. He had no other choice. There was no other way for him to get out of the hurt lock. He had to do a low blow. So, like, now that I'm, like, talking about it more, I'm kind of, like, convincing myself, like, it was the best finish possible, which is ridiculous because I hate DQs. But, you know, he's got him in the hurt lock. He can't get out of this shit. What else do you do? You pass out or you kick this guy in the balls. So you kicked him in the balls. I'll say this, though. I'll say this. As much as they protect Brock out of the three matches, I think Bobby's looked better in all three. Because, yeah. yes, Roman interfered in the first one. But at the end of the day, Bobby won and won the belt off him. Right. Then in Saudi, yes, Brock won with that whatever pin. But then Bobby Laid him out, which never happened. Oh my and god! And then I Saturday, Bobby, yeah, and then Bobby almost made him pass out. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, he got his ass kicked after, but he was damn near about to beat him. You know what I mean? So at least uh, that's always my biggest fear when I see these two names on paper. It's like fuck, man. Don't. You know what's funny is that Bobby we always, I always seem, we always seem to be bitching about the finishes to these fucking Bobby and Brock matches. Because now I'm thinking about it, we bitched for fucking like 15 minutes about that fucking finish. When he pushed off the, the he kicked up the rope and kicked off the top rope and fell back on Bobby and got the pin. Man, we must have bitched about that shit for like half an hour on this show. We just didn't bitch about the first match because Bobby won the strap, and that's what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Which we were very happy about. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, yeah. sitting here looking back on it, it's kind of like, okay, I mean, I kind of get why they did it. I just want to see, I just want to see Bobby get a clean, decisive, victory that doesn't involve Win. like shenanigans bro like this is bobby bro get let him fucking be the man bro be bobby yeah. be bobby fuck like i was i tweeted while we were watching uh watching the show i tweeted uh how the fuck did they not have bobby go after roman reigns like how did they keep roman reigns away from bobby lashley all this time the whole fucking year like come on man that dude should that's the biggest legit threat you got so Dude, and it's know. nuts too because once Bobby first won the strap in the beginning of 2020 until about, I'll say, until he started feuding with Brock, honestly, like the end of 2022, he was going over clean over everyone. And and yeah. then it's just you do a complete opposite. Now he's like he's winning, but like it's like this. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Because I'll admit, I'll say this, and it's not I'm a huge Bobby Mark, but his title run he had in uh way too know, short. he won the title in twenty twenty one. I take that back. Oh, I take it back. Way too short. When he Cause he won he won it in February and had it till September. So I think he had it like seven, eight months or something. Yeah. I was a big fan of that run. But uh yeah, I think we can move on from this one. And uh next we had well, just in our order, the yeah, mixed tag of Edge and Beth. Yeah, Edge and Beth Phoenix picking up a win over Bala and Rhea. Thought it was a good match. Honestly, I enjoyed yep. it. Um, they did the they did the right thing, not letting like Rhea get a pin. But yeah, Beth got some offense in. But right, let's if we're keeping she it honest, Beth was Rhea. Beth was Rhea nasty. before. Yeah, but Beth was Rhea before Rhea was Rhea. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Beth walked so Rhea could run, as they say, sayings yep. like that. Um, 
yeah, I thought it was a good match. And then uh, a little uh, shout out to FTR over there with the shatter machine at the and end. And they hit that shit clean. Which they did it pretty good. Yeah, they, they hit, hit that it clean, shit real so clean. I, it shows Edge and Beth are good in these mixed tags when they get the right opponents. Because yeah. remember last year, literally, I think at this time yeah, it was like them was two versus Miz terrible. and Maurice, like looking terrible. I'd like to see them two versus like Montez and Bianca. That'd be kind of dope. I'd be fired. But, uh, bro. That would be fired. Yeah, like, yeah, good match though. I'm nothing to like whatever. I'm not gonna say it for hours and preach yeah. it, but I thought it was a good match. Like I gen- uh, genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah, that's, I like the fact that they came up with a finisher for themselves as far as like because that's one thing about tag team wrestling is like i like you know tag team finishers that's that should be part of tag Mm -hmm. team matches so it was pretty cool that they did that i enjoyed it i liked the false finishes too like with the knucks and they had a lot of good false finishes where there were times like when that i think was it Rhea, i think or finn whoever had the brass knucks and hit edge or beth whoever out or hit what they did hit edge i was like oh that's it like that's over yeah and I was like, oh, shit, like, it's not. Like, if you would have told me going into it, that's how the match would have ended, I would have been like, no. So I kind of liked how they did keep you on your toes in this one. Right. And, again, I picked um, Judgment Day to win this, and I wasn't really mad that they lost because, I, you know, I get it. Finn took the pin, so Rhea's still protected or whatever. She still has momentum yep. going into her match. So, you know, right decision. I was cool with it. But she'll be at SmackDown on Friday, so in- mm. interested to see how they take this. SmackDown just became must-see then, TV. Um, Yep. And then uh after that we had our first chamber match, the Raw Women's Championship number one contender with Asuka, which who we both pick, we defeating both pick. Raquel, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Natalia, and Carmella. Um some good spots good. in this match. I thought you know, it was good. It was good. I think for I it. yeah, for a women's chamber, I think it was definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. Um happy to see Asuka win, obviously. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, the only thing I don't like is, and they do this in chamber matches too, I'd say sometimes too often. Like when it came down to Oscar and Carmella, like you knew she was winning. Right. Like I don't like when they do that. Like I remember one year it came down like in, to Alberto Del Rio and Santino Morella. Like you knew, like, <laughs> oh, okay, I get that. it. I get what you're trying Who to do. That? Get like hope. Who the fuck booked that bullshit? And, yeah. But it's like, it's like as much as I love Liv, I didn't want her to win this at all, but if it would have been Liv or Asuka in the end, it's kind of like, ooh, like I don't know who's going to win yeah. this. You know? I guess yeah, that's my only gripe in this Or even like a Raquel, you know, even Raquel. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like, because they did the opposite of this with the Rumble when it came down to Rhea, Asuka, and Liv. It was like, oh shit, I think any of them could win. But right. And it's no disrespect to Carmella. I like Carmella. You know, she's kind of like her old self again and all that, but Fresh off injury, like yeah, you're not. That's not your mania match. Oscar's way too hot. But happy yeah, Oscar won. Hopefully, as as much as I sing Bianca's praises, I want to see Oscar beat her. Yeah, that um, that spot where fucking uh, Liv jumped off the top of the the top of the chamber and mm-hmm. did like that rolling senton powerbomb. Holy shit! I was scared to death of that shit. Raquel took it good. I was yeah, scared Raquel to death when she Raquel did that shit. Good. I was like, oh my god, thank god that landed right because. I get scared seeing that shit, and then that's cool because you get that. That's that's you get your adrenaline pumping up when you're watching a match like that. And I think they delivered, man. Honestly, I do. I really think that they did yeah, a lot of job in that match. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. A lot. They all got a lot of offense in. They were kicking each other's ass. There was one spot where Liv, and I think Liv shined in this match. 
she was uh I forgot who it was who was pressing her up against the cage and she was like choking the shit out of her. Might have been Raquel? Natalia, maybe. It was I don't know who it Yo, was. Raquel, she, one of them. She's like her head's through the cage thing and she's like literally getting choked to death. And I was like, oh my god, bro, they they're really like they're really going for it. So I'm I'm always happy to see that. Yeah. Um good match there. Uh, the next uh, the other chamber match for the United States Championship, Austin Theory, who was my pick. Defeated Bro. Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, which was a uh, loose pick, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. I think every single person in this match shined, especially Montez Ford. Man, if I you... get it. I think who someone from uh, Lucha House Party, I don't remember, was it, not Grand Metal League, um, one of them did like a similar spot to that. that I think Montez, that was Lince. Lince Dorado. Lince Dorado, Dorado. yes. But I thought this was a great match. Yeah, it was, I was, uh, terrified when he started climbing up the cage. Cause I was like, okay, bro, what are you doing? Cause that shit, it kind of looked like plastic, the, the chains. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh my God, bro, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then when he started like inverting himself, I was like, bro, this guy's Spider-Man. Like this guy's literally black Spider-Man. Like, I don't know. What is he doing? Bro, if, if there was ever a star making performance, that yes. was it. Like, that, was, that was that was yeah. It. That was the match where Triple H was like, "I I got a main eventer." You got a you have a diamond, and I feel so bad for for uh, Dawkins, Angelo Dawkins, bro. Because to be honest with you, Angelo Dawkins has stepped up his game in the past couple of months. He's definitely he's bulked ring, up a little and, bit. Yeah. He's been bringing it in the ring on his own. He stepped it up big time. But there's just. <laughs> There's something about Montez Ford. He had he has literally that it factor. Like he yeah. has the he's got the look, the promo, and the ability. Like he's a that's a dude who I can one hundred percent hold one hundred percent see holding up a world championship. And I legit will be like, Yup, that's he's the guy. A, he's the guy that's on the Today Show. Yeah. I one hundred percent will be like, Yup, that's him. That that is the guy right there. Cause I was expecting like a frog splash off the top. Like I was expecting something out of him, but, um, yeah. I thought it was good. I liked it. They've done it before with the bigger guys, but I liked how they protected Bronson there with all the finishers. Like even him, I thought he looked good. He looks pretty dominant in there. Um, I kind of did like the Logan Paul interference because theory does have that heel chicken shit heel kind of like, so I'm happy. Like the protected sets another. Good buckshot lariat, in my opinion, out of Logan yeah. Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Damien looked really good. Like, there's no one who, even Johnny Gargano had a, a lot of spots. Like, I don't think any, any of them looked bad in the, no yeah. one walked out bad, in my opinion. And Bronson, who was my pick, actually, uh, the way they eliminated him was very clever. They had yeah. three people hit a finisher on him and eliminate him. That's, bro, you can't really protect the guy any more than that. Like, to, in a loss, like and he, the crowd's behind him now. Last night yeah. on Raw, and he because I, I last time was the first time I saw him on Raw in a match. I like his entrance, how they record him from like the back and all that. Yeah. But when he got up there to hit that, uh, that I guess essentially s- splash on Gable last night, like the crowd was amped for it. Like, yeah, he kind of got that. He's kind of getting. He's getting to. I don't say he has yet, but he's gonna get that cool guy, bad guy cheer. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think they got something with them. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Um, where do you rank this in kind of, uh, chamber matches? Um, 
top tier. I would say it's top tier. It's pretty top high tier up there. for sure, especially in the past years for sure. But definitely a a top tier one. I don't think um, anything is gonna ever top that fucking just for the moment that it was the the one with uh, Edge, Jericho, Mysterio, and Cena. Oh and yeah, they eliminated Cena. Cena was champion, and he got eliminated in the middle of the match. Yeah, Edge is doing the. And then didn't one other yeah, chamber fakes. too? Didn't Edge wasn't Edge champion and was like the first one pinned, and then he went back later on in the night, and Vince let him win a title. Yeah, they, they, that's when. Uh, wasn't that um? Shit, my memories are kind of colliding. I was for some reason I was thinking about the night where he, uh, Raw didn't have a champion, and he came out with the heavyweight title on Raw and CM yeah. Punk cashed in on him. Um, but I don't think that's the same. A quick chamber moment I love, and it set up, it set up WrestleMania 26. So when, when Taker was champion and Shawn Michaels came from under the chamber and super kicked him and Jericho looked all shocked and then Jericho ended up walking out with the strap. Yeah, man. That's shout out to Eric Bischoff for creating that shit. I mean, I don't know if he actually created it, but he kayfabe created that match. Yeah. Um, that shout out to him, man, because that's a fucking, I, I enjoy those matches. You know, the Saudi show wasn't great, but, you know, still, it's always an entertaining match, especially when you think about somebody like Theory who won. Uh, last year, we were sitting F5 here. Off it. We were sitting here complaining because he's running away from Brock Lesnar like a fucking scared child, and now he retains his title in there. So it shows progression for this guy. I know. Talk about a 180 difference, man. Yeah. But this, My this man. thing with theory, though, I, I'm not a big fan of the the. I mean, I get the Logan Paul thing why they did it, but then like on Raw they do the same thing. Like he has this match with Edge, and then at the end it's like bullshit interference, and then he wins through, you know, shenanigans, and it's like DQ. It wasn't a DQ, but still, like it's just the. And the uh, thing is, it's very obvious. It's very obvious he's fighting Cena at Mania. They announced Cena's return yeah. to Boston. Oh, so, yeah. And he's probably going to beat Cena clean. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, if you beat Cena clean, like, this dude can beat anyone clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so let's, let's, hopefully that at Mania is maybe the end of it. Um, you know, I don't see that happening. I don't see him being Cena. You think Cena wins at, the U.S. title? At, at first, I thought. Some I don't know, bro. He's gonna beat Cena, bro. You would think that you know Cena's a part timer. You know he's got he's not coming back full time. It'd be like the perfect swerve for him to win. But then you know you don't want to beat your new guy. But at the same time, you're gonna have I don't know, bro. This this is why I'm like interested in the match now because it's like I'm getting more and more excited about it because I actually want to see it. Until the new Fast and Furious was announced, I think it comes out in May. So Cena's probably going to be promoting that. Until that, I'm all about the young guys winning. But I low-key wanted <clears> Cena <throat> to win and do like a summer of Cena again and do like open yeah. challenges like he yeah. did like in 2015. That I'd be cool with 100%. But I don't know, man. Actually, I think th- I'm glad you actually said that. Can we talk about those fucking Fast and Furious movies for a second? Did you see that new trailer for that movie? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna what watch it because I watched all movies. the other ones. Like, what the fuck's I, up I with those know. movies, bro? Like, I I watched. I think I I think I've seen eight. I think I know I saw seven because seven is the one where Paul Walker passed away, right? He passed away in yeah, seven. And then so and then they eight, did eight. 
was so eight is the one I'll say I'll say a scene because it's one of my favorites when Jason Statham and The Rock break out of prison and they fight everyone on their way out. Okay. And then they, they, that's the okay. one where they battle the submarine. Is that the I one think. where they have the in the snow? They have that big chase in the snow, and it's like at night. I'm trying to figure out. I, I know I saw eight. I'm pretty. I know I saw. Seven there is. They, they do go. They do go to the cold in eight. They go to the cold in eight. There's a submarine. That's when um eight is the one. They're being chased by that big ass tank, and it's like shooting missiles and shit in the snow, like wherever they yeah, are. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yes, that's and eight. then there's the big submarine. Yeah, that's eight. So and I haven't seen the one with. Cena. So I haven't seen nine because. So you haven't seen the one with Cena. No, and I'll tell you why I didn't see it because when I saw the trailer. There's a shot in the fucking trailer where Vin Diesel's standing on top of a car. He's standing on top of a moving car and another car, I don't know what happens in the scene. I I don't, again, I didn't see it. The car like hits something and it starts rolling and it rolls up onto, it looks like, I don't know if it happened. It looks like Vin Diesel catches a fucking car as it's rolling in the trailer, and I was like, no, get the fuck out of here, bro. These guys are superheroes now? What is this bullshit? You gotta watch it, because there's other scenes. The one that did it for me before we move on, where I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. It's in one of the newer ones, though. When, I think Vin Diesel's going to save uh, Letty, and he, like, jumps over the highway and catches her and lands on the windshield and, like, gets up like nothing happened. Yeah, listen, there's, there's, a, there's a scene in the, I think it's the new trailer with the the grappling hook inside the car and he drives off the side of a fucking mountain with the grappling hook and his car yeah. and he's literally turning the wheel in the air like what the fuck are you doing bro that's not how that's not how physics work why are you turning the wheel did in the air see, bro you're not doing anything did you see Hobbs and Shaw I I own it but I haven't watched it yet. My ba- my movie backlog is like fucking ridiculous, bro. I have so many movies. So you gotta that watch that because that that's watched. like Roman Roman's first movie. But I do want to watch that because I know that at least I know with that movie it's just ridiculous. Like it's it's just flat yeah. out ridiculousness. Like at least I, know I don't want to say it, but there's a part where The Rock does some ridiculous shit, and I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to spoil it. But you watch that one soon if you can, please. But, but the um, reason I bring up the new one is because it's funny how like every movie has like the same plot. Like they introduce a villain, they fight, and then in the next movie they're boys now. So now they this the villain becomes part of the crew now. So like it's like the rock one part five was like trying to arrest them and then like in part six now he's part of the fucking crew. Jason Statham caught beef with them now he's part of the crew. John Cena was beefing with them now he's part of the crew. It's like bro how many people are in your fucking like little gang there? So you don't do you know what John Cena's character is though? Like who is it he like is? his Vin Diesel's brother or something? Yeah, yeah, he's his brother. Okay, okay. First but, of all, when um, I saw that, I was like, get, get the fuck out of here, bro. Get, don't give me this shit. But finally, as we wrap this bullshit up, in the new trailer, there's a scene in the trailer. <laughs> so there's a scene in the, a scene in the new trailer where these two helicopters shoot like spears into his uh gto like one on one side and then one on the other side and he jumps some kind of ramp and comes down and brings down both choppers with the cable and they crash and like bro you know what man get the fuck out of here this is what they need to do with those movies bro they need to just take fast and the furious 
and merge it with Transformers and just make a fucking movie like that. Because it's just, bro, these people have turned into the I'd Avengers, bro. They turn into the Carvengers. Like, that's what they are. They're just the Avengers now. They have superpowers, all of them. And I'll watch it. I like the series. I'll always watch them. As ridiculous Listen, I, as, as they are, I will watch them. That first movie, when that shit came out, was like a cultural phenomenon. Like, that movie was the shit when it came out, that first Oh, movie. the first Fast and Furious? Yeah. I went to the theater. I think I saw that shit two times in the theaters. And then I bought the DVD, and we watched that shit, like, I don't know how many times. The second one, the third, and then after, Too like, Fast is four, my favorite out of them all. Too Fast, Too Furious Too Fast is, is dope. Favorite. That shit's super underrated. I do like Too Fast, Too Furious. I do enjoy that movie. But and then, speaking of uh yeah, get back. Curious, one of and the stars family. of that, one of the stars of that extended family's universe, Mr. Roman Reigns, the undisputed heavyweight champion, had his was defending his title against the incomparable Sami Zayn in his hometown. And uh Sami came out to his old music. Unfortunately, he came out with his old music on the night before on SmackDown, which I was hoping he was going to save it for the pay-per-view, but it's fine. Came out with his new music, or his old music, actually. Um, but he didn't cut the hair. He came out with the fucking mop. He still got the mop. I think that's just him now. I think he's keeping yeah, it. If he ain't shave it before, he's not going to do it now. So um, yeah. I was hoping he would do it, but no. He came out looking like a slob. Totally fine. It's his personal choice. But the match itself, I think, was a... I think the match itself was phenomenal. Um, I think the, so there's been a lot of discussion with a lot of podcasters and a lot of reviewers about this, the direction of this match. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how they finished it. Um, but it's a double edged sword because I, f- I feel like they made the right decision, but at the same time, how many times do you get a moment like this where you have a crowd that's so hot, so fucking hot, like for, for something, and it's in the guy's hometown, and it's like the culmination of, of part of a story? Because I think a lot of people, they're getting caught up in the Sammy thing, but it's not it's not the Sammy Zane story. Like, it's the bloodline story. So... Yeah, I know we all wanted Sammy to to win. We, you know, that's what you wanted in your heart. Like you wanted to see him hold up the belt and all that. Again, as far as booking goes, we kind of knew it wasn't going to happen, but you still kind of held out hope that it might have happened. But forget about that. Just the hometown crowd, they wanted that shit. Like they wanted it. They might have known that it wasn't going to happen, but they were almost like trying to make it happen with their emotion. And you don't get moments like that uh, yeah. often, man. You really don't. So I kind of understand the people who said that they should have, you know, win with it. But I think they 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 made the right choice, bro. I really do. I think they did too because you have – they say it every year. But as we said, Chamber was like the highest grossing Chamber. This mania is probably going to be the highest grossing mania. You're in Hollywood. Like it's no disrespect to him, where he's from, anything like that. But – you're gonna do a, you're gonna, not ruin, but you're gonna end a 900 day title reign at Elimination Chamber in Montreal of say, yeah. what, 20,000 people when you're gonna have two nights in Los Angeles with damn near 100,000 people, like 75, 80,000 probably. 
a dog appearance. Hey, um, what's up, buddy? Let's say what's up, Biggie Smalls. What's but, up, um, Biggie Smalls? Yeah, a little big small. But anyway, he's it's intrigued by the he's intrigued by the conversation. No, but um, I like I said, I agree. The match was phenomenal. I loved Roman's storytelling with it. I love how it took the few minutes to start. I loved how we he was talking shit to his wife and getting them involved. I even liked oh, how yeah. Sammy. I even liked how Sammy kissed his wife. Um, yeah, I just I thought it was good. They had a bunch of false finishes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. believable. It's just I think I knew. I just 100% knew Roman was going to win. So when it finally was three, like the crowd lost it. Like I said, it got flat because they didn't want it and everything. Yeah. But I definitely think it was the right move. I liked it. I liked Kevin Owens coming out. I kind of – we were all saying Jay was going to betray Sammy, and I kind of like how he did it because that was the easy way to go. Right. And then you see last night they didn't go the easy way either with Kevin Owens just siding with him. So excited to see where it goes. Um, you know, I could definitely see them maybe running it back. Um, I could totally see between now. I don't necessarily think Roman. I want to see. Like, how would you feel about seeing like a six-man tag of like Cody and Sammy and KO against like the Usos and Roman? Or even if not, say Roman, like solo, like a bloodline versus them. I really think we're going to see that. We have five weeks. Well, five more yeah. Raws and maybe six. That'll probably be like on a SmackDown or a Raw or something like that. Yeah, like maybe the week before the go-home. Because on the go-home episodes, they usually don't wrestle. Obviously, you don't want to risk yeah. injury that soon. Um, but I liked it, man. I had no complaints. Um, you know, I, I, I liked it. You know, the crowd was insane. I love when crowds are annoying. Canadian crowds are just great, man. They're at that UK level where they're yeah. always – they're always – you know what I mean? Um, I'm happy Cody didn't show his face at all in this match. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very, very smart. You know, keep it with KO. Once again, another fellow Canadian. I think he's from Montreal as well, isn't he? Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know the Canadian map that well, so I don't want to say Toronto and Montreal close when they might not be. That right. could be ignorant. I don't want to be that guy. But, um, yeah, I liked where they went. It was a good show overall. Like I enjoyed it. Uh, I was yeah, flying, sure. so I had no distractions. You know what I mean? Like uh, I couldn't go on Twitter during the show, which I didn't care about. I was it's just texting good. you. Yeah, I was just texting you. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it overall. I enjoyed it. It definitely helped kill six hours of a flight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but Can't um, yeah. Um, so that was good. But the show we're gonna talk about next was where the real. This was the storyline show. Yeah. Following that was show yeah. one of the night. Show number two had the wrestles. Yeah, you get your sports Some entertainment. Wrestlers. Get your sports entertainment, and then what's funny about this show is that it started at ten. So supposedly was the start time, but they had some. I don't know if they did it on purpose, or if they just you know they had some kind of technical difficulties, but they ended up starting the show like half an hour after ten because mm-hmm. they. Well, again, I watched it in the morning, so it didn't really matter for me. But they started the show late because um, they were having some kind of technical issues. But, man, this show, this fucking Battle of the Valley show, um, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Um, I knew I was going to enjoy it because just because I wanted to see Mercedes. and uh, You had Eddie Kingston oh, on man. the card, I'm sold. Money. Eddie Kingston versus Jay White, I'm sold. Okay? And... You got. You were the number one Eddie Kingston fan. If anyone ever tells me they're bigger, I'll. That's my doubt. I'm sure somebody likes him more than I do, but. Nope. Eddie, you know, Eddie's, and we'll talk about him more later, but his respect 
and love for wrestling is just like you gotta admire that shit. Like he he all he does post on Instagram is like old videos of like Japanese strong style wrestling yeah. and black and white archive footage. Like that's all he does all day. Um the dude loves actual wrestling. You gotta respect that. But um yeah. you know, this card just it came together like out of nowhere for me because I, you know, for a while there, all we had was Mercedes versus Kaidi. That was the only match advertised. And this then, came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when I went to go look at the card, I was like, oh shit, homicide is on this card. The Motor City machine guns are on this card. Fucking, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. is on this card. I was like, dude, okay. Now I'm interested. The only thing I, I even pop, I even popped for Kenta and Fred. Yeah, man. What I found annoying was the New Japan World website. You couldn't watch it on there because apparently it's not included in the membership. So you had to pay for it on fight, which is like, okay, this is annoying. You have your own app or your own website where you charge and you show shit, but you want me to go somewhere else. So I was a little annoyed by that, but it's not a big deal. Fuck you. And it was 20 bucks. So, which is pretty cool. Um, Dude. So um, I'm going to just go real quick. We'll go through the card real quick. Um, you, you saw the whole show, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh Alexander, Rocky Marrero, Rocky Romero, Adrian Quest, and Masque Dorada versus Kushida, Kevin Knight, Volador Jr. in the DKC. This was a fun opening match. I enjoyed it. I think mm-hmm. it was a little, a little overbooked for my taste because they were trying to push the, because it was Ian Riccoboni and, um, the former, I forgot what he was, his name was in, um, the dude that used to come out with Rusev, uh, he used to sing the Rusev Day shit. Oh, uh, Aiden English. Aiden English. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. He was. I forget uh, what he go. I forget what he goes by now. But, yeah, uh, he, yeah. Um, I knew it, and for some reason, now that I need it, it's it's slipped on the tip of my tongue. But whatever, he was doing the announcing. So they were. He's doing. He does the announcing for Impact. Um, yeah. and they were heavily pushing. The impact pay-per-view. I was like, okay, guys, I get it. I get it. You got a pay-per-view coming. I understand. Kushida's wrestling Josh Alexander. Okay. Um, and the whole match was basically um set up for that. So that part of it I didn't really enjoy. But the match itself was very entertaining. I thought it was really good. Um it's a good opening match. It was fun. There was a bunch of crazy shit happening. Uh Kushida's awesome. Yep. Masca Dorado is awesome. Josh Alexander's awesome. All these guys are awesome. Um I didn't really know too much about Kevin Knight. Um, and a DKC and Rocky Romero. Obviously, we see him on AEW all the time, so we know that he's talented. But, um, it was a good opening match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, same fun, you know. Well, obviously, there was a big crowd of people in this one, so matches like this are usually fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked seeing people, obviously, from different promotions, everyone there. Um, I was a big Kushida fan. Um, Josh Alexander, I'm there for, I'll be honest. He doesn't always do it. Yeah. But um, he doesn't always do it for me. But cool. I thought it was a good match. Like yeah. you said, good way to start the show. You know what I mean? Um, Very fun. Very, very fun. So um, the, f- the following match was, I feel like I should say for one fall. The following match. For one, f- one fall. One fall. Um, the next match was for the New Japan, uh, the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship. And it was between Fred Rosser and Kenta. Now, I'll tell you this. I'd never seen Fred Rosser before. I've never heard of him before. I'll keep it a buck. Don't know who he is. 
I had no knowledge of him before this match. Uh, obviously, Kenta, well, yes, you did. Ken Fred Roser. That, that's Darren Young. That's Darren Young. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. There's no fucking. That is not. There's no way, bro. That's not Darren Young. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Frederick no, Douglas Roser, an American, whatever. Bro, He's that's no Darren Young. Yeah, he Get just looks different now. Yeah, he, he got released in like twenty. I don't no, know when I he got know released. He got released he, years ago. He's Get been with them for a while. Here. Yeah, he's been with them for a minute and had a long run as the strong open weight champion. Bro, holy yeah, that's why I liked this match. Fucking shit. He's got. He's pretty talented in my opinion. Bro, this is the last time I saw Darren Young. Okay, millions of dollars. Making moves. Nexus Darren Young with the clean shaven facial hair and the and the fucking muff. That's the yeah. you just blew my mind right now. Okay. Yeah. So there's a reason That's why, why I, was I like this man. Now the reason I was saying that is because there's a reason why I like this guy. Um I'm over I was over here about to sing the praises of this dude about to say he's a future star, he's gonna be this and that, he's the shit. That's Darren Young. That's fucking crazy, bro. Okay. So that makes Prime sense. Time players. That makes sense because that dude, bro, I really, really like this match. Um, first of all, Kenta's amazing. I love Kenta. When Kenta's healthy, man, he's fucking awesome. His character work, his 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 striking and all that shit. Um, he's dope as fuck. Um, so I wasn't mad that they put the title on him, especially since in my mind I didn't know who the fuck he was, you know, wrestling. But I was watching the match, and I was kind of feeling like, okay, I think this guy's going to retain, bro. I don't think Kenta's going to win this. And I was thinking, I was like, this Fred Rosser guy, he's fucking awesome. Like, I think this guy's going to retain. Uh, and his character and everything, bro, that's crazy. That's Darren Young, bro. Wow, what a fucking dumb. How did I not know that, bro? That's insane. But that guy's awesome, bro. He just looks completely different. I want to see a lot more of him. That guy do. I, hope he he, was- I don't know if he's... I know he lost a title. I look up, but he was champ. He was champ for a while too, like a while. Shit. So I'm gonna look it up. Pardon my ignorance, people who might be watching this, and you might know who that is. Um, but I had no clue that that was fucking Darren Young from the Nexus. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane. Well, as damn, I really, I damn, I'm actually like, shocked. That is so crazy, bro. But I very much enjoyed this match. I thought it was great. Um, I, I, can't, I can't say enough about it. I thought it was really good. I very much enjoyed this match. Um, I'm a little. I gotta tell you, I'm a little taken aback. Uh, by he's that. he's been champ for uh he was champ for almost a year. He won it May 15th of last year, so he had yeah, like a decent run. Because I think this title is fairly new. I think these strong titles are fairly yeah, new. Yeah, it right? is. It is. It was him and uh, I think Tom Lawler had it. I believe. Yeah. Now Tom Lawler's another one who we're going to get into later. Um, but for now, I guess we could just kind of move on to the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley and Chris Saban versus Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs for the New Japan Strong Open Weight Tag Team titles. Listen, the Motor City Machine Guns are legend, legendary tag team, bro. They're so good. Like, I know there's people out there who aren't a big fan. Um, these guys are the shit. I'm so glad that they got back together because they broke up for a while. They were doing singles thing. I think um Alex Shelley was hurt for a while. Um, mm-hmm. but now he's doing like uh 
he does like physical therapy and shit. So he's kind of, he'll kind of heal his own body up. And it's really good to see them back in impact wrestling regularly, holding titles and kicking ass. I very much enjoy watching Motor City Machine Gun matches. So, uh, when I saw they was on, they were on this card, I was very excited. Again, not too, well, let me guess, Jorel Nelson, uh, did that used to be, uh, did that used to be somebody too in fucking WWE? Cause yeah. I, I don't wanna, now I don't want to sound like a dumbass cause I'm not too familiar with the, either one of them, but I enjoyed, uh, watching the match. So, uh, good tag team match. I don't know really how much to put into it. It wasn't too long. Uh, but it didn't really have to be because uh, they, you know, they had plenty of uh, title matches on the show. But good match for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, good match. Enjoyed it. Like I said, there was nothing I can really bitch about wrestling-wise from the show. Yeah. You know, when I watch shows like this, as we say before, we're not New Japan like snobs. We're obviously more on the beginner side. So when I watch this, I really don't know all the time if there is a storyline, what it is. But... When I watched this, I watched for wrestling. It was a good wrestling match. Right. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and uh, this is one of the, for me, it was one of the co-main events. Uh, just because of the stakes of the match were, were was huge. So we had Eddie Kingston versus Jay White in a Loser Leaves New Japan match. Bro, say what you want about Eddie. You know, he's an older dude. Might have a beer belly, you know. He's not the flashiest guy or he's not the, you know, most technical guy, but man, he's he not going to he be tell a fucking story in the ring. The dude can yes, tell a story can. in the ring. And <laughs> I was a little worried when I saw the, um, the booking of the match because I was like, Jay White is, Jay White can be very technical and he's very fast. And he's one of those, like, he's one of those Kenny Omega types. Like it's quick, 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 quick. You know what I mean? So I was like, how are these styles going to kind of, matchup and they had a strong style match that's how the fuck they did it they had a strong style match they beat the shit out of each other they were chopping each other to pieces um they were beating each other ass and it was glorious it was fucking fantastic um glorious i won't give in i won't give in where is he where the hell is fucking robert he had surgery man that's a guy who should be that's a guy who should be on tv more man um, but again, uh, Jay White ended up losing this match. The stipulation was that he cannot wrestle in New Japan anymore. So again, we're may or may not be seeing him pop up soon somewhere, um, with a little more somewhere that's, uh, more of an American audience. You never know. He could go anywhere. Um, but yeah, you know, we might be seeing him very soon. So you people listening to this who are, WWE centric. You might, if you hear the switchblade and you see this dude come out, just prepare yourself for some excellent wrestling. But again, Eddie won. I like at the end of the match, like Eddie was trying to tell these people cut the music, and they didn't didn't understand what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> they just kept yeah. playing his music. He wanted Jay to have his. He wanted Jay yeah. to have his moment. He wanted Jay to have his moment. I like trying it to give him because, respect. Yeah, I liked it because. Like you said, they just beat the shit out of each other, and I think that's what Eddie does best. But I liked it because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Eddie doesn't usually win, like, big stage matches often. So I was happy to see him win this, regardless what company he's in. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, he... Awesome. Yeah. At the end of the day, he beat Jay White and made him leave New Japan. Like, at the end of the day, that's what the history books are going to say. 
And no bullshit, no bullshit DQ, no shenanigans, Mm. bro. He hit him with that fucking back fist like four times, bro. (laughs) He hit that back fist like four fucking times until this guy was dead. And then he pinned him one, two, three. So that's how you book that shit. I hope this transfers over to AEW TV, this momentum. Yeah, that'd be nice, Tony, to see Eddie a little more, you know? They had this whole storyline with fucking House of Black, and they it seems like they've completely given up on that idea, like... No monkey on TV, uh, and Eddie's not on fucking TV, and now House of Black seems to be beefing with, the, uh, you know, the Bucks and the Elite. So I, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. But um, this next match, dude, uh, let me tell you something. I almost wanted to give this match of the night <laughs> because I didn't know. I knew Homicide was wrestling Tom Lawler. I know Tom Lawler from Wrestling Observer because he does. He does. Um, he's yeah. part of their network and shit. So I've heard him on there. And I know that he wrestles because I've I've heard him talk about, oh, I have this match, I have that match. But I never actually seen Tom Lawler wrestle. Um and obviously we've seen Homicide wrestle all over the world. But dude, Ever. Tom Lawler is fucking awesome. I wanna see that dude um on more shows. I hate seeing I hate seeing like, oh, I want to see him on AEW, because that's like always the go to. But the reason you hear a lot of people say that shit for people listening is that you know, if someone is coming from like a new Japan or, or, or somewhere else and they come to AEW, they're coming as they are. Whereas if you see them pop up in WWE, most likely they're probably not even going to have their own name and they're probably going to be a different version of whatever character they are. So when I say that, I say I want to see him in AEW because I want to see him come do his thing on a big stage. Cause dude, like I be him. just be him. Yeah. The match was fucking awesome. Like they took the ropes down. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know. I didn't know that was the match. <laughs> I was very confused. I was yeah. very confused. I was actually driving, watching this one, if I'm being honest. Um, so I was a little confused. I, this is definitely one I have to go back and rewatch because obviously kind of focus on the road at the same time, but I was like, what the fuck are the ropes doing off? Maybe this yeah, is where was, our lack of so knowledge lost. comes in. I was so lost, bro. But I enjoyed like, it. No, nah, it was fucking dope. They did a spot where um they did a uh uh one of those uh rolling almost like the Samoan drop, but it was like a I guess it's a senton mm-hmm. where you do it forward out of the ring through fucking t- the the door. They had a like the do- door that's right behind you. They had a fucking door there. Yeah, like a legit wooden door. Yeah, and there. even uh Ian Riccoboni was like, "Okay, he was like, only in wrestling will you see uh, just a random door under the ring. Like, he even said that shit in the announcement. He was like, come on, bro. Like, what the fuck? Why is there a door under there? It's got to um, be funny, like, setting up matches like this. Like, yeah, here's a door. And even, like, on, like, AEW, you'll see them lift open, and there's, like, a broom that no one uses, but it's in there. Yeah, Adam Cole one time found a Danhausen under the ring when he was yeah. looking for shit under the ring. He found a whole human under there. I forgot God about forbid, that. And he cursed God forbid you find a... <laughs> Yeah, that was Denhausen's debut. Debut, yeah. Uh, God forbid you find a hornswoggle under there. Um, yeah. but again, homicide up there in age, but he's still out there doing his thing. Um, uh, but it was cool to see Tom Lawler get the win. Um, again, I know of him, but I'd never got to see one of his matches. So this was a first for me and I thought it was fantastic. Yep. So another banger, banger after banger. I'm sorry. It sounded like somebody was knocking on the. It's like, am I, am I being too loud? Like they're knocking on the, oh. <laughs> the wall. Um, 
next match, Zack Zaber Jr. versus Clark Connors for the NWGP NWN. Why am I saying NW? NJPW TV title. Um, Clark Connors, I haven't seen him since Forbidden Door. Because that was the last time I saw him. Or did he pop up on AEW <clears throat> after Forbidden Door? Or was it before Forbidden Door? I think it was before. Yeah, I think he showed up before. They did a quick little vignette of him. And then he had that match. And then he showed up on the pay-per-view. So that was the last time I saw that dude. And it's funny because when I saw those two matches, I was like, oh, dude, this guy's awesome. Like, he's he's pretty fucking good. We got to see more yeah. of this dude. And then he just went back to New Japan. And I didn't see anything from him until now. Until Saturday. Um, so this match, I'll be honest with you, I, this is one that I do have to go back and rewatch because I think I, I think I took the dog out or something while it was playing, and I didn't want to pause it because sometimes when you pause this fucking app, it kicks you all the way back to the beginning, and it's a pain in the ass to fast forward it back to oh, where you fuck were. That then. So yeah, so I just kind of let it play, but um, I should definitely go back and rewatch this. But from what I did see, um, it was a good match. I definitely, yeah, yeah, I for me, I like, kind come of, back and see the finish. Yeah, it didn't all crazy amount, obviously, but good match. Yeah, you know I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, this was one where I kind of danned off a little bit, but I think after all the wrestling I just watched in general, but it was a good match. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. like, good finish, good, just good, like, no complaints. Um, co main events, okay, Kaidi versus Mercedes Monet. For the IWGP Women's Championship, bro. Money. Money. Um, listen. Women's match of the year? I am so, well, so far. I would say <laughs> for sure. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. And it's surprising, not so much because of the people who were involved, but the fact that this is Mercedes' first match since... When's the last time she wrestled, bro? Months ago. The like, whole thing happened in May. So maybe end of April, April, May. It's like six, seven, eight months ago. This girl yeah. was been in the ring. Longer. Oh, longer. Like nine. Yeah. I mean, I know she's been in the ring, like practicing and stuff like that and training. But to have like, they went damn near 20 minutes. And dude, it was fucking awesome. Like there was that no finisher came out so good this time. For everyone shitting fun. on, she but, made but, sure. Yeah, for everyone who shit on sure. the debut, Kaidi was like, "Listen, we're gonna make sure that we land this shit correctly." So she hit that shit, and it was glorious, bro. That finisher was uh-huh. beautiful. Um, These girls man, went in. That was awesome. Yeah, the entrances just, were good. Just everything was great about this. Yeah, it's a fantastic match. If you if you if you watch one match on this show, definitely watch that one. Because it, it's it's absolutely worth the price of admission just to watch it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very happy for both of them, and it was really cool to see like Kaidi so um, like happy for most yeah. Mercedes. You would think you know she lost the belt, she'd be a little sour about it. Nah, bro, she held her hand up. She posted pictures on her Instagram afterwards of like, and she just wrote like she just tweeted Monet. Like, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like I said, I was happy for Mercedes. You know, it's happy for everything. It was just, it was awesome. I that match was great, great. Yeah. My personal match of the night, but maybe I had that expectation going into it. But. Right. Um, and then at the end, we had uh, Okada versus Tanahashi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Dude, I know they've wrestled before, 
I've I've maybe seen one or two of their. Honestly, I don't. It might not even have been that much, that many. Um, so for me, watching this match was a treat because I know that they've wrestled quite a few times, and uh, I'm glad I was able to watch one finally for myself in real time because it was fucking dope. I I enjoyed this match. Um, wasn't my favorite that. match of the night, you know, because I I think the. I think the Eddie Kingston and Jay White match were, that's the thing with this card. Like, I'm trying to think of like what was my favorite match of the night. And the main event was great. Okada and Tanahashi, they fucking, they beat each other's ass. Um, the women's match was fantastic and the Eddie and Jay White. But then I think about that Homicide and Tom Lawler match and I'm like, yeah, it was a gimmick match, but man, I fucking enjoyed that. So dude, this card gets a, a, a super thumbs up for me, but that main event was the cap. Like, it was nice. It was, like, the perfect amount of time, too. Like, it didn't go too long. It wasn't too short. It was just, like, they hit a sweet spot. Um, So, overall, it just kind of wrapped up the whole show. I I really, again, we keep saying the same shit. I enjoyed it, but it's, dude. This this did its job because I'll watch again. It did its job because I'll watch again. Yeah. This card was all about wrestling, and I I look forward to rewatching this show. Um. I definitely got to rewatch it because there's there's matches on here that I, I want to watch again. So, yeah, man, Battle of the Valley. Uh, so I was saying before the show that I actually enjoyed Battle of the Valley more than Elimination Chamber. Wrestling wise, one hundred percent. It's funny because I didn't even know the card for Battle of the Valley until like. Right until like the day before, so it's it's just until I looked funny it up. that I ended up thinking about this match a lot more than um the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Not to take anything away from them, you know. Yeah. The Elimination Chamber was great, but this this Battle of Valley card, I, I'm telling you, this New Japan is is starting to it's starting to dig its 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 hooks in me, man. Like I thought GCW was gonna do that, you know. I signed up for the Fight Plus, um. And I got all this GCW at my fingertips and I've tried watching some of it. And it's like, dude, I just, I don't know, man. I can't seem to, there's nothing there that seems to be like, there's no like one personality there besides maybe like Ali Catch or Ninja Mac. That's like kind of makes me want to watch it because Nick Gage is cool and all that, but I'm not, you know, death matches are not yeah. my thing. You know what I mean? So me either, but this shit. Bro, they're going to put on shows like this all the time, which apparently they do. It's, bro, they're going to get a lot of my attention. We've had, what, four or five big pay-per-views so far between, like, all the companies, and every single one is delivered so far, so. Yep. That's why AEW's got next, and AEW's got next weekend. Yeah, we were talking about the AEW show, man, and I wanted to bring it up before. Um, I'm actually a little worried about that show. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. So this new job that I have, I work. I got to be there at 5 a.m. on Monday. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go to this show, bro. I don't know if, like, I mean, because obviously you guys don't know. I go to the movie theater to watch the AEW pay-per-views because it's cheaper and it's on a big screen. But it's like, you're going to have me. I know I'm going to get out of there at midnight. Then I'm going to drive home, which is not far, but I'm going to get back here, like, at 1230 at night. Then I gotta like calm down from like I know that sounds stupid, but like I gotta like bring myself down from watching like five six hours of high powered wrestling wrestling action and shit. So I gotta sit here and take a shower, do whatever, get you know 
kind of relax to go to bed to get up in four hours to go to work. I don't think I'm doing that, bro. I might just, I don't know, man, because the the card, there's no card right now, as we know it. There's maybe like two matches that we know of. That I know of off the top of my head. And I'm gonna MJF look it up and as Danielson. MJF and Danielson and, and um uh uh Moxley and, and Hangman. Now. Moxley and Hangman. And then they have the uh they have uh I have to they have the world title match. It's the guns versus the acclaimed versus two uh to be determined teams. Honestly, one's happening tomorrow. I think one's happening tomorrow, one's happening on the pre-show, and then Samoa Joe and Wardlow again. See, I don't like that. How are you going to have a, a, a championship contender on the pre-show of your fucking pay-per-view, bro? That's... I'm pretty sure it is. I could be wrong. I know one's That's on Dynamite weird. tomorrow, maybe the other's on Rampage. That's weird as fuck, bro. Um, that, they, they shouldn't do that, bro. Like, that's no build. Yeah. And that's why we were talking about, like, this. Uh, I'm not... Usually, I'm like, AW pay-per-view. You know what I mean? And I'm like... Yeah, same. You know what I mean? I, I'm not even like... I don't know. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. You know, they're going to start building up. They really have no choice but to <laughs> figure it out tomorrow because it's fucking next week. Um, but it's like, I don't know, yeah, bro. I don't know if I, I'm going to go to that shit. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it that night. I'll probably go to bed like at 10 just so I could, you know what I'm saying? That's usually my bedtime. And in the morning, I'll figure it out, bro. I'll watch it on fight or something. Well, because like as we were, you and I were talking off here, when I watch it, I love watching Dynamite. Every Wednesday, I come home, I watch it, I see good wrestling, I see funny spots, you know what I mean? Serious spots, but I don't know. The storylines for me, like, lately, I'm a storyline guy. I love wrestling, but at the end of the day, storylines attract me more. I think that's just probably because I've been raised in sports entertainment, if we're being honest, you know what I mean? Came in towards the end of the Monday Night Wars, so probably just what I'm used to. But, like, we were saying off air, like, Jamie Hayter is your woman's champion in the show. You have two dynamites left and she's nothing. Jade Cargill, like, it's the little things they're doing there that are kind of, like, Jade Cargill went 15-0 and they didn't even make it a big deal. Like, they didn't hype up the match, hype up the opponent. And it's little things like that. And I'm not going to sit here and critique, but, like, you have Orange Cassidy, the All-Atlantic champion or whatever. Um, He doesn't have a match. Like, I don't know, it's weird. It's... He's got like 18 wins in a row, apparently, because I watched Rampage. Uh, I watched it the next day, or the, I think it was. Uh, yeah. I think I watched it on Sunday. Um, I was like, oh, let me have breakfast. I was like, oh, let me watch Rampage. So I watched it, and it's like <clears throat> he did a because him and uh, Wheeler are gonna have a match. On yeah, Dynamite. tomorrow, which I think is gonna yeah. be good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And it's like, oh, he's like, oh, you're 18 and 0 and whatever. And I'm like, damn. He's had 18 fucking title defenses, so I guess he's been defending it on Dark and shit, because I don't watch Dark anymore. But it's like, even with yeah, that, like, that belt don't mean shit. Bro, he carries that belt around in a fucking book bag. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it was better when Pac Because I'm pretty sure we're, yeah. And then I'm um, looking at this website, potential add-ons, which this first one, I'm all in for. I we've been saying this since they introduced the belts. Elite and House of Black. I've oh. wanted that since those belts came out. Yeah. Um Jericho and Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy and Christian, again, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, all for that. And then Adam Cole's return match. It doesn't say against too. So I think the card's going to be good. Like you're gonna get like I'm I know Revolution's going to be good. 
Like, I know it's going to be good. But they're not doing good leading there. And I'm one of them. I like a good lead up. Just, that's just me well, personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, of course you want, you, you I don't want, know. Like, I don't know what it, of course you want great I don't wrestling. I know what it is. Yeah, I want great, but it's like, like we were saying, like, I don't know who, Jan- and then this isn't me crapping on, cause I love AEW. I'm gonna watch the pay per view. I'm gonna watch all the dynamites before, you know what I mean? If I have time, I'm gonna watch Rampage. But, like, would you agree, like, something's just differently? I'm not gonna say weird. I'm not gonna say yep. bad. It's just something seems different lately, and I don't know what it is. They were, and it's, and it's funny because they, they went through that lull when you had the scrum where shit was fucked up. Like, shit was fucked up. And then there was no denying yeah. it. And then they kind of, it, it seemed like they picked back up after that pay-per-view. And you, because even I was like, oh, they're back. I don't want to hear any more about their struggling. They're back. Yeah. Like, and now it's like, it's weird. Like, it's very, it's been flat. Last week was very flat. Even though they had some matches I enjoyed, yeah. it was very flat. Like, and and they're not really building their storylines like they used to. This is where Tony has to get a writer, man. <laughs> he can't have all this. Yeah, shit and it's weird because. And this is why I say it's different because I'm excited still for the show. I still look forward to Dynamite every week. I'm gonna watch, so it's not like I'm like, oh, the product sucks. But something does feel different. Like for the people who watch weekly. Like, you can definitely tell something's different with the product lately. Right. And every, yeah. and the thing is, to look on, on like, the, every company, no matter how new, how old, is gonna go through a slump, I guess you could maybe call this, right? So, like, it's not like, oh, like, people out there, AEW's dead. AEW is the furthest right. fucking thing from dead. Yeah, that's silly. That, that place ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. Like, this ain't going nowhere. But, Maybe it's because this is the first time and it's almost coming up on four years since the TV debuted in October. It'll be four years that it felt flat. And if you ask me from three years, say three years and like four months of constant until it felt flat, like to me, that's impressive. I think that's good. Yeah. You know what the solution is. I think that's what it is. I think we've, you know, what? (laughs) <laughs> the solution is the Pepsi Man. If I would have thought of it earlier, I would have grabbed my hat. Pepsi Man is a solution, bro. Where's Dan? Where's Dan when we need him? Listen. Yeah, for real, bro. Where you at, bro? skin tight CM Punk costume. Listen, man. CM Punk, he was at the New Japan show. Yes. Kenta took there. that shot at him. I love it. Kenta yeah. hates him, I think. I know, yeah. He does not. They, they don't get along. No, and I love um, They need him back. And I know a lot they of people do. hate to hear it. I know some of you are making frowny faces right now. You're giving me the thumbs down. I don't care. Losing subscribers. They, yeah, for real. No, don't do that. Um, don't leave. <laughs> but they need him, bro. I know a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are like, they, they, some of my followers or some of the people, I don't want to call them my followers, but some of the people I follow that we follow each other and shit, they have their own wrestling shows. My God, some of the things that they tweet are very asinine. Um, they thinking with their heart instead of their brain. And, uh, which is fine. You know, it's wrestling is, can be very emotional for people, but these people who, who, who say that this guy is nothing, he brings nothing to the table and none of that. Wrong. Shit. 
check yourself, bro. Because <laughs> that that dude, whether you like him or not, he he brings eyes to the product. So that's all I'm gonna when say. A, when AEW was doing consistently, or if not consistently, like every other week or yeah. two, over a million, who was on TV? And we watched that. I, I made you watch that uh, fucking documentary. That oh, this, dude, that was phenomenal. Me. That shit was outstanding. There's a guys, if you haven't seen it, there's a documentary on um, YouTube called Better Than You. And it's the CM Punk MJF storyline. They from the beginning, they take you all the way through the whole feud, and they have footage. This dude who do it, who did this this thing is just it's amazing. I was telling AEW Nick, was like, needs to hire him. If I was Tony Khan and I saw that shit, I'd I'd be emailing that dude like, "Hey, bro, you want a job, bro?" Yeah, <laughs> fire. That shit was like super professional. But watching that. It just made me realize, like, wow, man, I got super nostalgic for CM Punk. I was like, damn, you know what? Watching this man and, and with this guy's history and everything, you know, you might not like him, but man, does he contribute to the business, bro? He really does. Yeah, and um, hopefully, hopefully, he comes back. But uh, think that's gonna do it for us today. Unless you have anything else you'd like to add, that is it. I am tapped out. I know. Well. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we went a little longer than usual, but we had a lot of great things to cover between news and two amazing shows. Um, but before I close this out of here, Lou, where can everyone find you and all your you social medias and everything? You can find me on Instagram at the Everything Podcast on Instagram. From there, you hit on the link in the bio. I'll take you to the Drum.io link where you will find all the content from the Twitch page down to the merch, down to the Deco slides, down to the Everything Podcast that I do on my my main page there's going to be some new things coming very soon i'm working on some (laughs) parallel stuff it's going to kind of be everything podcast slash wrestling is trash related we're going to see how it goes it's going to be a little fun thing that i do on the side but we got some more stuff coming and uh yeah nick what do they got to do to find you you can follow the name for the ones watching on Twitter and Instagram, but most importantly, follow the show because you've been listening for the pretty much past hour and 50 minutes on Twitter. Thank you. Yes. And thank you again. Wrestling it, uh, Twitter at wrestling be trash, Instagram at wrestling is trash. But most importantly, because obviously you've been watching this, like, subscribe, share, comment, follow everything. Our YouTube page at wrestling is trash. We were saying off air, you know, we're not big and famous. We're never claiming that, but we thank everyone who has continuously been subscribing, the new subscribers, the continuous views. So we do greatly appreciate it. And, uh, we had a couple people, we had a comment the other day, like, keep commenting, share it. Like, we are all about that. We want to be interactive. You know what I mean? If for yeah. the ones that continuously watch us weekly, we would love to know who you are, get to know you, have you on the show, everything like that. Um, but yeah, so please, YouTube, pound, 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 pound that subscribe button. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that do, does it for us today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you have a great morning, afternoon, night, weekend, holiday, whatever it is you are celebrating or anything. Uh, have a good one, and peace. Happy wrestling.